Welcome everyone to Celtic Preacher, podcast number seven. Today we are looking at the things in life that test us, and by test I'm thinking about decisions that we need to make, maybe challenges, dilemmas, what to do, what's the best course of action. And does Jesus have any words of wisdom for us? Well, yes, he does. And today we're looking at one of Jesus' students, Philip, learn, learn a life lesson. And this life lesson will change the way that he looks at life. It's also going to change the way the other disciples look at life, the other students. And of course, these disciples' life lessons are a pattern that we will all experience in our lives. So today, looking at times of testing for Philip and Andrew and all the others that are looking on, does God test us? Well, my first answer would be no, but life does, right? And then I noticed in this passage, we're looking at John chapter 6 this morning, noticed in this passage that Jesus puts his student Philip to the test. How intriguing is this? Jesus takes a dilemma, a problem, and he uses the situation to show Philip something about himself. Jesus takes the problem, and by the end of the lesson, Philip has a more accurate understanding of himself as well as God. So we'll see this time and time again when people have encounters with Jesus. Self-knowledge and God-knowledge often go hand in hand. So if you have had a, a trying week or you've been pushed to your limits in some way or maybe you're frustrated or maybe, maybe you're just bored, you know, maybe there's a restlessness about you or a malaise or maybe you've had some disappointments. It really doesn't matter what kind of a week we've had. God can take anything in our lives and move us to a deeper place of understanding. And today, Jesus takes Philip's resistance. And Philip's resistance is basically this. There's nothing that I can do that can ever help or change this situation. That's kind of where Philip's coming from this morning. There's nothing that we can do, Jesus, that we, we cannot help nor change this situation that we're facing. Like, really? Really, Jesus would say. Really, Philip? So things are pretty impossible, are they? Yeah, Philip would say they are. Everyday events or long-standing trials can show us quite a bit about ourselves. How do you respond when someone blocks you in some way, or opposes you, or lies to you, or lies about you? Right? What happens when that goal, or that dream, or that hope isn't working out? Or maybe, it's, maybe it's further out of reach. Yeah, testing times. And when we're thwarted in some way, when we're stopped, when we don't get what we want, sometimes we find out that we're not quite as kind and as compassionate 
as we thought we were. See, the thing is, is that when life is going well, and when we are getting everything we want, when we're getting our own way in everything, it's relatively easy to be kind and compassionate. It's when things are not going the way we want or when someone stops us or disagrees with us or doesn't give us what we want. That's when the test comes. So here is the, here's the narrative. We're in John chapter 6. And Jesus is teaching uh, a large crowd. This is the morning, actually, of the feeding of the 5,000. So he's, he's been teaching them all morning, all afternoon, now it's evening, they're in a remote place. There's thousands of people by this time uh, following Jesus because this is about halfway through the ministry. So he's very popular at this time. He's known as a healer. He's known as a miracle worker. And so everyone's clamoring to see him. And he's been teaching all day in his evening. And of course, people are tired and hungry. And verse 5, John 6, Jesus said to Philip, Philip, where are we to buy bread for these people to eat? Here's the setup. Where are we to buy bread for these people to eat? And then the passage goes on to say, Jesus said this to test him, for he knew what he was going to do. So Jesus has a plan. He knows what he's going to do, but he wants Philip to learn something here. And by the way, about tests. Tests don't tell God anything, right? God doesn't need a test to figure us out, right? Uh, the psalmist says very poetically in the Psalms, I knit you together in your mother's womb. Right, that's God speaking. I knit you together in your mother's womb. That's a way of saying, you exist because I hold you together. So tests tell God nothing. Tests show us a lot about ourselves. Life shows us a lot about ourselves. If we pause, pay attention, we can learn a lot about ourselves. Whatever life brings to us, doesn't really matter whatever it is. Everyday challenges, if we step back, we pay attention, they can reveal something about ourselves. And they reveal things about ourselves that might not be that obvious on the surface. Anything can reveal truth to us. The routine of everyday life, difficult people, work frustrations, parenting, just life in general, tests show us what's going on in the heart. There's the person that we think we are, and then there's the person that we truly are when things don't go the way we want. Jesus is always speaking to the heart. In all of his teaching, he's always targeting the heart, which is the hidden life. The, the, the part of us that maybe we don't see very well or other people don't see. Affect this. Affect the heart, the motivation, and the outer behavior changes. 
You know, it's the heart that reveals the truth. Affect us, open the heart, change the heart, heal the heart, transform the heart, and all the other outer behaviors change. You see, we often target, target the behavior, right? We say to ourselves, oh, I have to stop losing my temper. I really have to stop doing that. Or I, I shouldn't be so impatient. I have to stop being so impatient. And that may well be true, but Jesus would always begin with the inner life, the unseen life, the root problem, in other words. So for, from Jesus' teaching, the call for prayer or the call for reflection, it's not so much, well, I shouldn't be so controlling it would be more helpful. Why am I so controlling? What motivates this behavior that I don't want to see? That would be the starting point for Jesus. Why am I so anxious about this or that? Why am I so hesitant here? Why is this grief so heavy? What is going on here? Why is it lasting so long? What's going on here? So for Jesus and his teaching, it's always targeting the inner life, not the outer life because we can fake the outer life so well. We can project all sorts of um, things that we want other people to see and hear and how, they want, uh, how they would, we would like them to view us. Jesus is always going after the heart. Okay, back to Philip's test. Okay, thousands of hungry people, Jesus asked, where are we to buy bread for these people to eat? And practical Philip answers, verse 7. Jesus, six months' salary wouldn't give them a bite. Right, that's a perfectly legitimate answer. Cognitive problem solving. Jesus, it's impractical. It's not going to happen. We're in the wilderness. There's no shops here. Even if there were shops here, we don't have any money. Philip's doing what we all do. Analyze the problem, try out different scenarios in your head, choose a path. If that doesn't work, try something else. Try another angle. Cognitive problem solving. We live life in the West at this level. This is where we are. This is our world. Six months salary wouldn't give them a bite. Jesus, tell them to go home. We can't do anything for them. Now, of course, in life, there is a place for cognitive problem solving, right? Most of our life is lived at this level. Uh, for the most part, we really don't have to encourage one another to do this. But the spiritual life offers more. Andrew, another disciple, same thing. There's a boy here with a couple of fish and some barley loaves, but what's that among so many? Very practical. We just don't have the resources, Jesus. We don't have enough. Our resources are too limited. Okay, so for both these disciples, the test has shown us that the disciples believe it's all up to them. It's all up to me. It's my smarts, my intellect, my organizing, my coordinating, my figuring out. And yes, all these things are important, but that's not the whole story. 
God is at work. Hidden, yeah, often. Unseen, yes. Invisible, yes, yes. But there's someone in the equation that makes all the difference. There's a beautiful uh, line from the ancient prophet Isaiah. He said, God can make a way when there is no way. Isn't that a lovely line? God can make a way where there is no way. See, in the passage, Jesus takes the bread and the fish, somebody's lunch, and begins to distribute it. And he hands the bread and the fish to the disciples, and they keep handing it out. It's like, Philip and Andrew, are you paying attention here? There is more than enough to feed everyone. It is not all up to you. There is a point where we can rely too heavily upon ourselves. It's like Jesus is saying, sometimes you can't figure things out. Sometimes it's really not up to you. Intellect can only take you so far. Trust leads the way. It's a huge leap of faith, really. I mean, there's no proof. There's no guarantee. You know, this is like a this is like a posture toward life. It's it's like a wide open stance. It's a, it's a soft heart. It's childlike. Jesus said that's what he called it. It's a childlike stance in life. It's looking at impossible things. It's seeing things clearly for what they are. But it's also an openness and an expectation and a trust in the goodness of God in our lives. It's like, you know, God is for us, not against us. It's like, Philip, it's not all up to you. Philip, you keep living like that and life will wear you out. When the bread and the fish is handed to Jesus, everything changes. The unthinkable happens. Provision happens, right? Everyone's fed. God finds a way where there is no way. Jesus sets up this test for Philip and Andrew and all the others who were watching. And now us, 2,000 years later. I mean, the question is still, every bit is relevant. What are you going to do? You know, are we going to live our lives thinking it's all up to me? Well, yeah, you can. I mean, we can, right? That's hard. That's a heavy load. It's stressful. That's carrying a lot. That will tire you out, Jesus would say. Or we can lean heavily on the one who knit us together. Jesus taught, lean on me. We're in this together. It is not all up to you. It's not all up to you. There's the promise this morning. There is the promise. It is not all up to you. Thank you for joining me. You have been listening to Celtic Preacher and we have been looking at the wisdom of Jesus for the 21st century. Cognitive, problem-solving, 
can only take us so far because we can forget that there is another with us, unseen, behind the scenes, working for our good. Join with me again next week for another episode of Celtic Preacher.